Hello there, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Studio. I'm Paul Nolan, your host and the owner and the founder of MYT, the artist development platform that is here to help you become the best artist and dance music producer that you can be by becoming the very best version of yourself. This one is another really special one. We've been really blessed with amazing guests so far on the podcast, and this guy is someone I really really rate quite highly he's for me one of the most exciting new artists in electronic music and yes i am talking about halt halt and i have gone back a couple of years where we spoke together at events like dance fair and at the 50 hertz and myt masterclass hotel at ade and i've just been fascinated by his whole approach his whole outlook and how he kind of represents the future of live performance and hybrid djing within the electronic music space so we get into it for a good couple of hours about his production process how he built his own controller called the Halterizer, and how that's led him to coding in things like arduino in max for live and a whole host of other elements and not to mention the fact as well that he just makes absolute pure weapons grade bangers as well and has had some incredible releases which I've had the pleasure to play at some of my gigs in the last few years and they've always taken the roof off. Not only that, Holt has got his own course actually now on MYT. It's called From the Studio to the Stage and his his entire workflow of how he creates a track and then performs it live in Ableton and uses the Holtizer to do that. So there is so much to get from that course. We'll give you more details on that at the end of the podcast, but we definitely talk about the course and and what our intentions were because it's something that Holt did on my request, basically. It was something that I really wanted him to do, and he's going to become a huge, huge name and a massive, massive force in electronic music as far as I'm concerned. So let's get to it. Here is episode eight of Beyond the Studio with Holt. Hello, Jeff. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, mate. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, apart from we were just saying before we started the recording that I'm uh, I'm having a bit of trouble sleeping at the moment for no apparent reason. But you know, that's just yeah. lockdown life for you, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, third yeah. third time in a row now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's like I don't think people realise just how similar the UK and the Dutch policies towards all of this have actually been. Yeah. Well, you know, not to get um, into politics the straight off the bat, you know. Straight into politics. Straight in, no warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, that's crazy. So, how's things over there? You uh, you coping well? Yeah, um, I'm doing well. Um, I uh, making a lot of music lately. I uh, happy with the releases so far and. I mean, it's cool to see even in these times that the support is there and uh, yeah, that motivates me. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're busy with some cool live streams as well. And um, 
making the, la- the label uh, uh, living again. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that keeps going on. And um, that, that focused me to, to, to be here in the studio and uh, yeah, go forward. Mm, no, amazing. Amazing. It's great because I think there's like certain artists who, in a weird way, like a pandemic kind of suits. I know that's a bit yep. of a strange thing to say because it doesn't really suit anybody, you know. <laughs> it's such a weird choice of words first thing in the morning. But, uh, yeah. but you know, it's, it's the fact that your whole aesthetic is so visual and I think really works well on live streams because, like, this is not to disparage anyone who's, who's done live streams and obviously all the big names have done them, but, you know, I've I found them probably less interesting than a lot of people because it's just, like is somebody standing in front of decks in their house yeah. You know, yeah whereas you know what you do and also the way that the team around you and the way you guys all work together to present what halt is 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 fantastic i mean you know i've, I've seen loads of footage from some of the live streams you've done and it's just it's really innovative it's really visually engaging and i think it's really entertaining so uh hats off to you for that mate yeah thanks man thanks yeah and you know I mean, the, the 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 thing with the live streams nowadays, I think, is that there's a lot, and um, you know, we have to we have to make sure that we 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 stand above that, and that's hard. I mean, there's there's going a lot of time in that as well, and uh, luckily, I got a good friend of mine. He's a he's a really good cameraman, uh, Keon, and um, yeah, we 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 we're sitting down together quite often, and then just decide like okay maybe we can do this on that location and maybe we can do something special with uh, with some with some lights for example and um le- yeah last year i ran into a company called video sync and um i met them uh, via the guys of ableton and they uh, recommend them and to 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 the guys and and he he told me like you can just sync the whole Ableton with 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 lights via MIDI. So I was, uh, yeah, instant. In, uh, it, it, you know, I was interested in the in the fact that it could happen. And so, yeah, I dove into that, and that was the last stream I did at the uh, on disabled loads. Mm-hmm. And um, we got a bit of luck on that as well because, um, uh, yeah, we got some contacts with the on disabled loads, and it's like a massive massive loads uh, warehouse kind of thing mm. and uh, some big festivals where we're holding there as uh, yeah no, Toffler festival and Stefan Botze and Maceo Plex were playing there and I saw the footage uh, 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 Keon he, he, he sent it me over and it was like wow if if we could stand over there in that big warehouse with a lot of smoke and lights then yeah and we make it we, we, we just made it happen and we start building like 10 in the morning together with my dad and another friend of mine, uh, P- uh, Peter. And we were, we were like with the four of us and we're like, okay, we're going, we're going live in like three or are we going, uh, filming it, uh, at, at three or four. And then in the end it was like 8 PM in the evening and we still had to do the job, like the filming part. So, it was super intense, and I was yeah. like home uh, at at one or two in the night, and yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel your pain. Time. I feel your pain. Yeah. I mean, even on something like that, because I've worked on sets on like you know feature films and stuff. Like I've been like head of sound department on a feature film 
that was shot here about five, six years ago. And I don't think people really understand the level of pain yeah. that goes into making content like this. Because, yeah. uh, like you just say, it's it's like you know you, you start at ten o'clock in the morning and you're still there at one a.m. and you're like, how the hell has this happened? Like, you know, we used to get five a.m. call times on the set of the feature film, yeah. and sometimes we wouldn't start filming till three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, so we would have to build the set, dress it out, get everything right, get the wiring right, you know, that kind of thing. So the amount of preparation that goes into to then actually go and do the thing yeah, and, is and also so many the, more multiples, right? I mean, it's it's an, it's sometimes it's insane. And <clears throat> that's also a thing Kiana and I seems to do is that we are... We're fucking each other up, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like we can do this, and then he's like, no, maybe we can do this, and you know, it's it's, and then we we just have to look each other like, dude, just settle down, <laughs> don't make it too crazy. <laughs> yeah. So and and I mean, um, at the end of the month, uh, we have an amazing live stream coming up as well, uh, together with uh, Zero Three and, uh, and 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 the guys from Bport. And they saw the footage and they were like, "Dude, can you do something for us?" I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm just done with the on the Zay boat load streaming. I'm a bit tired, <laughs> but let's fucking do it." <laughs> no, but you so got it, man. Yeah, yeah. So we arranged something cool now, and um, yeah, really looking forward to that as well. That and um, yeah, especially if you do it more often, anyone you know knows what they're doing, and the talks going easier. And uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It's it's good fun, especially yeah. during these times. Oh, of course, man. I mean, it, it's weird in a way because it gives you the opportunity to do things that you probably wouldn't get the opportunity to do under, yeah. like, quote-unquote, like, normal circumstances. So that's what I mean by, like, certain artists have really been able to lean into it because their concept kind of goes beyond DJing and it goes into something else. And, you know, I, me and you have had this conversation before even before the pandemic, when we first met a couple of years ago, like we were very much saying that like the future looks a way that I don't think a lot of people are quite onto yet. Where, you know, I, I genuinely believe like in 10 years from now or five years from now, even the concept of playing other people's records one after the other is going to seem a little bit old fashioned and a little bit like, Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You know, because it's gonna, it's, it is evolving. It already has. I mean, you've only got to look at, obviously, the well-known examples like Kink. You know, um, you've got incredible live acts now doing like live improvised jams. One of the best shows I've been to in recent years was Richie Horton doing Closer at oh, yeah. the Roundhouse in London, which was just insane to think that he literally just did the whole thing on the fly. Yeah. So you know, we are entering into this hybrid future, and that's what I mean by like the pandemic kind of gives you an opportunity to show that visually and aesthetically in a way that might not have happened otherwise, you might not have had access to certain locations or that kind of thing. But it's yeah, it's a phenomenal thing. Yeah. And of course the, the 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 you know the places where we can do stuff, um there's nothing happening over there right now. So we can make use of that as well. And they're quite happy also that we are approaching them and sometimes you have to pay a little bit of money to to them but they're you know they're so kind and open to do some stuff especially when it's 
a little bit more unique than only a DJ set and two lights in the back. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I think um, what you said about like the future concept, uh, I think during the, the COVID the pandemic, um, you already saw a peak of it because, you know, people got to think and people are or DJs and producers, they're staying home. And normally they're going out, you know, and I think they all see the the, 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 the potential uh, with the technology, you know, the, the syncing, for example. And um, last time I saw Agents of Time and uh, Fidelis are doing this amazing live stream somewhere on a, on a location. And it was all in sync again with with some visuals in the background and some lights in 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 the middle of the setting, and I mean they just sold the whole thing online with with a live stream and you know that's also a thing I I don't think that will you know that will stay and of course people want to go out again and and meet the guys and and see it again but people paying for seeing that online and if they are p will pay for it online uh, you you could imagine what it will do if it's if it's live if you're there you know mm. Mm. so that's totally. that's that's cool no it's really really cool and yeah you know, i i always thought that like from back when we first met a few years ago like initially immediately as soon as i saw the whole thing i think it was ada a couple of years ago yeah it I think a, it's uh, it was it was dance fair for the it was first dance time. Dance fair, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was dance yeah. fair that year. Yeah, yeah, because I was doing all the hosting that year at yeah. dance fair. I was being the techno Jerry Springer that weekend. Because <laughs> it was so funny because the room was actually done like a you know like a like like, yeah. like it was the amphitheater type thing with the rows of yeah. seats that went up, and I literally yeah. was like walking in between the seats. I'm like, I feel yeah. like fucking Oprah here, like. <laughs> Oprah for kick drums, do you know what I'm saying? Giving, giving away all the presets <laughs> and the presents. Well, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, trying to stop stop a Gabba producer and a techno producer from hitting each other and stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, as soon as I saw the concept, it was it was fantastic. And, and it was something that I, I vividly remember thinking to myself, there's the future right there, you know, uh, in whatever form people want to take it. Because, yeah. you know, we're, we're evolving these hybrids now. And, you know, this has been on the cards for a number of years, you know, since you've had the likes of Push come out, you know, the Akai stuff, like your APC range, that kind of thing, machine, that kind of element where, you know, there was this kind of like hybrid happening between a physical interaction, like a physical interface, a piece of hardware and software at the same time. So yeah. once that bridge was like reliably built what you do and, and what you know a few other artists we can mention do it's kind of almost like the logical conclusion to that where yeah. it was going to be taken out onto the stage at some stage and it was going to go beyond what it looked like back in the day when people first started doing it which was you know it looked like somebody was checking their emails live on stage you know it was yeah. wasn't very interesting sort of aesthetically so you know i think it'd be interesting to kind of you know Talk about your journey for a second, because you know, the, the, obviously, you're you're sort of a new artist that's kind of like you know blossoming in in this in the scene at the moment. But you know, you've come with this very very different concept. So it's like, well, where where did you start? Where did the whole concept of it begin? And how did we end up 
here basically for those of you who may not have yeah. maybe listening who may not know who you are you know yeah well i'm i've, I've done a study on the conservatory in uh, in harlem mm -hmm. uh, and it's called e musician so electronic musician and um, i've done that for four years and um, especially the last year we had to yeah make our own kind of end project and it has to compete to or it has to you know um fulfill some some needs of the of the of the of the school itself like um, um yeah some approach you have to write it down it's it's still like a school um but i i came i came to the idea that it maybe was cool to do or to present like 12 tracks on a night And then there was like a, a jury or, you know, people were going to give me a, a grade and then, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're past the test and then you have your paper. But I wanted to do something special, not only like present like eight or 12 tracks, like an album, for example, but I wanted to do, wanted to do something special with it. And um, yeah, back then I, I went to some, some live artists. Uh, like King, Stefan Botsin, and um, you know, I was I was impressed. I was like, those guys are coming to a certain level where other DJs uh, who are just playing records or records from them from themselves, you know, they're they're not coming to that aesthetic level. And I saw that, and I saw the crowd reacting, and I thought, well, maybe it's cool to do something live. And yeah, I was producing for three, four years in Ableton back then, and I thought, well, maybe I, I want to give it a shot. So in my second semester, I was playing in front of uh, some teachers, and I had to do the exam uh, of, of, of live performance. It was just like a test before the big you know, before the big part uh, later on in, in, uh, in, the, in, in my last year. And um, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there were like first years uh, coming into the room, uh, like 30 of them. And my teachers, are, they, they told me like, well, you now got an audience. Good luck. <laughs> and I was, I, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't that prepared as that I thought. <laughs> I um, rehearsed, of course, at home to do a live uh, show for, I had to do 15 or 20 minutes. And I went, I went on stage, I wired everything up and I mean, it, it, I totally fucked it up. <laughs> it was, I'm, and, and then in, in front of, you know, the first years, you, you know, you want to show that you're a fourth year like the last year and you want to 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 show them a good example but no it it went off and then i thought to myself like okay i don't want this anymore not that kind of failure and i mean if you play live there's i mean there's highly more chance to you know do it wrong or to do something uh stupid or i mean you have to cope with a lot of uh things at the same time it's not like playing a song from A to B and then from B to C and etc. So I thought, well, maybe I need something that it's easier to carry on if I want to play live with, for example, a flight case with all the stuff in it. Or I don't know, I, I wanted to do something else than just wiring up everything and then 
not having all the power issues or it, it can be a cable soup, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and from, from that on, I, I was sitting down thinking of like, okay, maybe I want to build a box or something. So I, so it all started with a, with a problem. And I think that's a thing people always uh, maybe underestimate. Like, oh, that's a problem. I, I don't want that again. So I run away from it. But what I did back then is then just say to myself, okay, I don't want this to happen again. Let's fix it. Or, you know, let's build something around it to solve the problem. And um, yeah, in the end, I built the whole sizer. So it's just, um, yeah, a box with some existing MIDI uh, devices. And... Um, uh, yeah, with some LED strips in it as well <laughs> to make it a bit fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, you know, two cables out. And there's there's an, um, a power socket in it as well and a USB hub in that. But I don't touch it anymore because it's in one box. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about that is that if I want to play live on stage or I want to do a live stream, for example, I'm done in five or ten minutes. Nice. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's as simple as... Uh, playing with uh, Tractor on your laptop and hooking up uh, one of your controllers. And that's one thing I really wanted to, you know, speed the process. Uh, don't have to worry about power issues and stuff. And um, yeah, that for me did the job. And especially what, what I also saw with the other live artists was that they're looking uh, into their laptops while playing live. And that's logic because normally you have a CDJ uh, from Pioneer where you can watch the display and then it's easier to make eye contact with, uh, with, with your crowd again. But if you're playing live, you want to keep control and then you're looking into the laptop and stuff. So I thought maybe I want to solve that as well. So uh, another friend of mine, he is quite a nerd um, <laughs> and uh, so technical and he uh, made a display for me where I can see on which track I'm on and which scene and on the scene part of Ableton. I just giving myself some tips like, oh, after this you have to play A minor on, or E minor on um, um, synth one, for example, or after this there's a drop. And so, yeah, that was the, the whole decisor. And, and from, from, that, from that part, I, I thought, okay, if, if this is possible, if, if I can make this, then maybe I can hook up some other devices, for example, the lights and the visuals. And, and that really opens, opens up my, my mind for the creative, creative part of performing. And I mean, there's so much I still don't know, but there's so much possible on that, on that front, you know, mm. with the whole concept. And you can you can you can name everything like for example a smoke machine for example if you if you bring your own smoke machine i've never done it <laughs> but if you bring your own freaking smoke machine to a live show you can just hook it up via dmx to midi to mm -hmm. usb it can talk with each other and that's so powerful so um if you can hook up a smoke machine, you can hook up everything. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a coffee that's maker. Insane. Yeah, for example, like every 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 quarter or something of your set, like after after every fifty minutes, you have a fresh cup of coffee. 
Yeah, or tea. Yeah, you need you need them for the late sets, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seriously, keep going. Now it's uh, you're totally right. I mean, it's it's incredible that you know you can have that amount of interactivity, and and now it's like, I think about how far we've come in the last decade, and I say that because back in like 2011, I did a lot of mentoring in Ibiza with Richie Horton, and it was it was a fantastic thing. It was called Burn Studios. But he was currently touring the Plastic Man Live show that he did yeah. about them with with the the cage, you know, the one eighty yeah. cage that was surrounding him, and he could control what would happen on the screen and stuff like that. And he did he did a session with uh, all of these guys at this like production retreat back in like twenty eleven, and it was amazing because like. There was just like three hundred and fifty tracks in his like in his Ableton session, and insane. just insane. like, and I mean, a lot of it was to do with because of the fact that you know it was in the days, really the early days of like you know uh, Max MSP and Max for Live yeah. and stuff like that. So a lot of it was to do with converting the the MIDI to DMX in order yeah. to get certain things to happen. And it's now you think about it now, it's probably been all condensed down to a a couple of Max for Live plugins and some USB cables and stuff, and yep. away you go. Like we've we've successfully kind of streamlined and minimised the the effort of of setting something like that up, which obviously does open out other new possibilities. Yeah, well, back then, I mean, of course, it was he was one of the first uh, who tried out, and um, especially with Max, it, it it can be very um, not complicated but you know you know that if you want if you don't have a certain cable in your studio and you're plugging it from okay this is an xlr and then going from to a jack and then to a mini jack and mm -hmm. then you know and that's that was back then i mean that was the same it was literally making or th thinking about something like okay i want to hook up uh, uh an, an, an dmx channel to my usb then you know, you have to program it yourself. And now there are amazing programs or amazing a piece of hardware just like under $100 uh, dollars, uh, you can buy. And then there's just an, uh, uh, a USB import, uh, input and a DMX output. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I, we are still thinking of making a second synthesizer and then just building in that piece of hardware and it's it's not more than the size of your iphone it's it's incredible mm -hmm. and um imagine that you're, uh, you're you're coming towards a festival or something and there's a whole you know uh, lights and 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 led wall behind you and just plugging in the device and you're done i mean i think um i think artists will 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 deal with that or want to deal with that more in the future than than they want now especially if because they're you know they're musicians they're not like technical guys and they maybe don't have any knowledge of lights and, and visuals of course because you know <laughs> their job is making music but mm -hmm. i think it will be or my interest still is like the full package and i think well we we, we got a lot of great uh, great conversations about that but i think it's 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 becoming about the full package and um it's so interesting to see 
because you can also I, I mean Max Cooper for example you also see his art not only like through the speakers but also behind him and that makes the artist so much more interesting to see and yeah it's it's not only um you know it's it's you you have you have you, you see more uh, from the person behind and i think that's that's so amazing to see and so more open um to to you know to to um yeah, to to see that, and mm. I think that's that's so cool uh, to. Um, I think that there will be way more people uh, going to achieve that as well. Mm. Now, definitely, I, I think it's it's again like the technology is becoming more and more available, and you can do more and more with that technology. Yeah. And yeah, we we kind of it's interesting because like we're we're almost approaching the same thing from slightly different angles because you know you're talking about controlling lights and visuals and stuff and you know max has been doing that just phenomenally well for a number of years uh but you know having having actually performed with max like i opened for him in like 2017 2016 in in belfast in ireland you know it's it's an effort man because it's like it's two laptops you have to be across both laptops at the same yeah. time, you yeah. know, both audibly, you know, audio and visually as well. And you know, he was playing a lot of those shows in surround sound as well, you know, yeah. and, and that's really where, like, uh, that's my point of interest is like immersive audio, and it's incredible, like, to hear you talk about like you're up and running within like three to five minutes, five to ten minutes. Yeah. You know, we we were doing the exact same thing, and, and we've been really really focused on that with the the work that i do with dmb audio with their soundscape systems you know the whole thing i said to them was this has to be easy because if it's not easy to control or easy to set up no one's going to use it yeah or the people who are going to use it are going to be far more like niche nerdy that kind of thing if you want more mainstream adoption for this if you want this to become the industry standard you have to be up and running in like no time yeah. at all. And what we've actually found is, you know, we can actually get, if you're performing live on Ableton, for example, the way you do, and you wanted to kind of bring that into a soundscape situation, we've now got it down to one Ethernet cable and about three minutes worth of setup. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I mean, you just have to simplify it, right? If you want to bring it to the, to the bigger audience and of course there will be nerds at first um but especially if you're building equipment i mean i got a lot of questions if i want to build the whole size or sell it and stuff uh <laughs> well maybe some days <laughs> but you know i mean it's um it's all it all starts with a with a sort of yeah with a with an with a problem or like okay we have to simplify this or okay if we want to do more shows at a, at one day or uh, i don't know a touring kind of thing you don't want to stress out a lot about all the stuff you bring on and uh the example you took with with max having the two laptops I think there will be a time, especially of the power, it's getting more stronger with the new Apple stuff or other Windows stuff, I don't know, um, where it will be maybe a small chip, or for example, or, you know, the, 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 the possibilities later on are very interesting to see where it's, you know, where it's heading to. Hmm. And um, I see also... Um, 
Stefan Botsin with a second laptop. And he has some software on there as well uh, called the Resolume, and it's for uh, visuals. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and he syncs with that as well. And um, But I came across uh, that video sync software where you don't have to use another laptop because it will, won't take the CPU of your Ableton project. Mm -hmm. So you can just say to your laptop, okay, it's, if you have like 16 gigabytes of RAM, then eight of it goes to Ableton and the other half goes to uh, the video software. And if you have like a special codec, then run like super smooth. And I tested it like a month ago and it's, you know, it's insane. It's stable. It's, um, it's, it's, it's there, you know. I, I still have to, to 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 test it, and maybe someday in a live stream, or or maybe later on in a show. Hmm. But there are possibilities, and that's awesome to see the grow uh, where it's where it's heading to, especially with all the technical stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And and it's it's got so much room to grow because you know the immersive audio thing like hasn't really been done properly, as far as I'm concerned, and it's not really been done like right. You know, there was that whole sort of 8D audio yeah. bullshit that happened last year. <laughs> and it was like some of the worst record. It was basically somebody got a binaural plug-in and went, swing! <laughs> and, and, let's put lots of reverb on everything. And it was just like, what is this? And why Why are people even... Since since, since then, I, I put all my, my songs out of face. I just turned it. <laughs> and they were like, whoa, dude. <laughs> It sounds so wide, so immersive. So, oh, you're so <laughs> ad man. No, you're so ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I've got a, I've got bad enough time in three dimensions. Never mind eight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if, again, like you know, to sort of move on from that, like there's so many more possibilities now around expanding even into things like VR, for example. Yeah and ar and that kind of thing and i think there's, there's going to be some really interesting things that you know i i'm definitely wanting to get and be be involved in this is you know bringing all of these kind of seemingly quite separate things together and creating like really deeply immersive experiences for people that are like you know kind of transformative like you know we've all had that moment on the dance floor right where it's like i feel like my life's changing <laughs> like yeah. because of how good the whole thing was and you know i think the we've had the the same kind of technology for so long now that it's it's time for it to kind of evolve and and offer people like a, a deeper connection than what they've had before basically yeah well that's the whole point i mean you want to I think at, at a certain point, it's not only about the, 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 the audio anymore. It's people want to, to see and experience and feel it. And um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And um, about the whole VR stuff, uh, I saw some stuff from, I thought it was Armin, Armin von Buren. And he was like in a sort of 3D kind of space and you could walk into the room and it's it's insane. And I, I I think you have seen also the the whole Tomorrowland footage. Mm. It's it's intense what they did uh, with all the 3D mapping and the the big green screen uh, stuff. Um, yeah, it's cool to see, to to see the people now hooking up with each other and um, yeah, hopefully they stay connected and to do some more cool things in the future. 
on 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 the on the live platform, not like online, but then you know in real life, mm. maybe they can do something cool with that as well, and then combine forces and um, yeah, come up with some cool ideas. Oh, totally! Yeah, and there's so much innovation going on at the minute because, like, you know, in in the situation that we currently find ourselves in, like innovation becomes really necessary to try and like, obviously, you know, keep the lights on, so to speak. But, you know, you're going to have a a very mixed future. I think, I think once you kind of realize how far we've come in the last year and you really think about it and you hear about these innovations, you realize like there's no going back to how it was before. No, 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 no. It's going to be a much more kind of interesting, varied kind of, future really where you'll be able to attend something like Tomorrowland both physically and virtually and it's just about how you choose to interact whether you have you know an, an audio festival pass so you can hear all the sets streamed live or you do a, a you know a thing over video or you even have like a VR kind of like you know a festival ticket where you basically stay home but you are in effect, in a VR sense, in the festival. So there's just so much, like, as I say, so much innovation going on. And I think if it's, if we, if we drop everything and then go back to how things were previously, I think we're missing a huge opportunity to really take things to the next level. But I think there's enough people involved to make sure that that's not going to be the case. Because I think some of the things that are about to happen, like some of the, you know, as I say, some of the innovations that I've been involved with around immersive audio and some of the things going on with everything we've just been talking about, I think is is going to change the game. And I think it's going to it's going to result in people having different aspirations, ambitions, and also I think crowds will start to expect more from their performers. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I I hope. Uh, because I, I, I literally can't wait to see more of that, uh, like life and um, in, in in real. And I've I've known that uh, two years or three years ago I went to the the digital festival in Barcelona, and they're you know they're they they so upfront with art and uh, with interactive art. So if you walk under like a sort of what is it? It was a sort of let. Uh, light uh, sort of tunnel mm-hmm. and you you walked uh, under that and uh, then then the lights every time a, a one person walks in it w- would would go with you and change the colors and only that part people were like oh my god <laughs> it was just a tunnel with some lights but it did the job you know mm-hmm. and i there's if you know that that is possible then there's so much more and i uh you know i i can't wait to experiment with that and i can't wait to see what uh, other festivals promoters djs artists are coming up with and there's a lot of possibilities mm. no totally totally yeah I, and yeah you know, it, it's 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 great because we're now going from and this is a nice little convenient segue to talk about our course <laughs> It's like, yeah. you know, it, it, we've now gone from, as I like to say, from the studio to the booth, as in the DJ booth. We've now gone from that to from the studio to the stage. And that's really interesting. And I've been seeing this shift happen for a number of years where, you know, I've done live 
production management and engineering for for gigs like here in Liverpool. And I did one a few years ago in like um there's a, a very, there's a famous venue here called uh, or a famous building here called the Bombed Out Church where basically there was a a bomb a German bomb hit it in World War 2 and the roof fell in but it never exploded. So what you've got is like perfect a perfect building church with no roof so we used to do outdoor parties in there and uh one of these parties was uh henry size with a full live band oh wow uh paco asuna with his whole setup and john digweed and i had to build (laughs) three different dj booths because they all needed and and the warm-up guy needed something different so we had to like build three different DJ booths. So there's big long booths and basically the DJs would go from left to right across the stage. Yeah. And then we had to sweep all of that away and set Henry's live band up with a live drummer on like 30 minutes notice. And like, yeah. that really struck me because like back in the day I was, I would, like I'd go to clubs and it'd be like, there's two, there's two technics and, and Alan and Heath get on with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that evolution of, Right, well, we're now starting to get really specific on how people want to DJ, what mixes they want, what decks they want. You know, there's more choice than ever. Then yep. we get into controllers and live, and now we're at a point where we're at the same point as, say, somewhere like Glastonbury, where it's like each individual act has its own rider, has its own requirements, and it's all completely unique. So, you know, we're entering into that, kind of area now where it's going to be very artist driven i mean my opinion is the next five years is going to be about once things start to open up that the the artists who have really got something to say and can say it with technology are going to be the ones that are going to thrive yeah 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 what? i shared it i shared that 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 whole thing and yeah i'm just looking forward to to what's happening and um it's so interesting and I think I think that people who are playing live, they're all they are they're already like a kind of nerd. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I think I will bring it more calmly. Or <laughs> yeah, they're quite a nerd. Uh, and I think they they were they will they will be the first you know who want to try out new stuff and experiment with that, and um, and of course the festivals. And I, I hope that there will be a more like a kind of integration with maybe DJ sets on that level as well. And uh, I think that um, Pioneer or other DJs or sorry, other companies, uh, manufacturers uh, are, are going to come up with that as well. Maybe there's, there will be like a tractor sync with some visual program or maybe they will integrate it themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's. The, the the yeah there there's so much more and of course there are some boundaries you know i mean uh, a dj from across the street who wants to play a record song at his home don't want the whole, whole like dj visual light program <laughs> well yeah. maybe only for his coffee machine then yeah exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah exactly yeah the the espresso comes at the drop right <laughs> <laughs> long build-ups, long build-ups. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. My coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm yeah. such a fucking nerd. I'm so sorry. 
Oh, so good. They'll be right. I mean, there'll be different, different kind of things for different setups. And I think, like, you know, for me, I think DJing will become the gateway to the next thing, which is, yeah. you know, what we're talking about now. And, and as I said, like, you know, we mentioned, like, the course before, like, that was kind of the idea that we'd come up with, right? Which was, you know, we need to be able to reflect this new reality in a really interesting way that shows people how you get from the you know initial blank Ableton session all the way through to being able to stand up on stage and actually perform the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, so I have to <laughs> Skype delays. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, right? Lovely. Yeah, I mean, um, um, you asked me back then, to make a course and um uh, we we had a we had a small funny chat about what, what what can we do and uh we we also did a did a bit of research online and uh we came to the point that you know there's there's not much out there that really explains the story from a to 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 z to the end and um the fun part about making the course for myt was that <laughs> I never th really thought about the process. I mean, there's so much happening in your head as a producer, as an artist, as a live musician maker. And, you know, so I was busy with uh, with it. I, I, I did the, the course and I thought, oh, wow, I, I, I never like wrote down the process. So for me, that was, you know, that was really cool to do and to experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put you through hell, mate. I really did. Yeah, well, but I mean, also going through hell, <laughs> you learn a lot. I've learned so much and uh, about the process or about mind process. And it's cool to share that with... Uh, with all of you yeah. yeah it's a very interesting thing that isn't it because like i find that myself that when i teach it often results in me learning more yeah. and in a weird way i sometimes feel like i'm not really teaching anybody i'm just kind of teaching myself myself <laughs> it's just other people seem to be watching at the time you know or other yeah. people seem to be benefiting but you know i almost feel like a kind of an imposter at times like i've said this like on the platform on a number of occasions during the live call like we're doing this new um workflow system course called the flow system which is going into like you know all the cognitive neuroscience and stuff like that it's really interesting and uh, I, I basically, I, I said to them on a live call last night that I believe the person who's benefited most from this course so far is probably me. <laughs> <laughs> like, which sounds awful for a teacher to say, but it's actually true that yeah, you know but, you you yeah. reflect on your own process so much and you realise, oh, that's where I could improve. Like, that's really good. You know, that could go with that. That kind of thing. Did you find yeah. that as well? Yeah. But that's the that's the whole thing about you know making music, producing for yourself. Um, it's always easier, in my opinion, to produce for someone else, hmm. or to make music together with someone, and then you give the product uh, on the end of the day to to that person, or you know, it's easier. And if you think about all the th stuff w what happens in your head. Um, and you 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 would write it down. I mean, there's 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 there's. I think you 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 won't stop writing. You know, it's it's so there's so many 
things happening, like decisions, uh, uh, why, uh, um, 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 all those questions in your head, uh, what's going on, and it's it's cool to sometimes reflect on that, and that's also one of the reasons why a lot of uh, artists around me now uh, are starting, you know, doing those YouTube videos or. Are, are going to, to, to a school to give some lessons and um, I sometimes gave a master class I, I did some with Ableton and I went to uh, to some cities with them uh, to talk about the whole decisor and Ableton Live and, and, and I got so motivated afterwards I got so much energy from people but also about my own story and i mean it's not that i wake up every day and tell my and tell myself my own story you know it's <laughs> but the thing is that i'm 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 proud of what i did but i'm not like you know it's it's i don't have a wall or, or a, a poster here with all the text like be proud of yourself <laughs> but it's sometimes i, I hate those people just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like like i go into someone's house and i see like live laugh love and i just want to yeah. walk out i'm just like oh, fuck you anyway yeah so yeah that it's cool to see uh, people now teaching and and, and 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 those people are just yeah they're they're teaching also because they're teaching themselves and it's 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 cool mm. yeah mm. i totally agree with Very you on cool. the on the thing of like write music for other people because i did that for a number of years and it's not something i do now uh because you know i've got the platform and i've got an ability to help yeah. people in a much you know deeper in a much more interesting way but it's so it's so true like you know somebody can come into your studio they sit down they say i want a track to sound like this and then that's it yeah. You kind of go and make it, and then that's it. And you'll have a good time doing it, because, like, you know, who doesn't enjoy the process of making music, right? But yeah. it, it, it is very much your your furnishing somebody else's creative vision, which can be yeah. rewarding in its own way, but there's, it, there's nothing like being able to say what you've got to say, and it sounds exactly the way, or even better than what it sounded like, when it was in your head basically um yeah and that that's why i kind of took a step away from it because i kind of I, I said this i spent so many years engineering for people that i was be you know one of those lizards that can change their color to match the environment like i was one of those but i'd forgotten what my natural color was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i had to kind of step away and figure out who i was as an artist and i'm still on that journey now um, and again, I'm kind of, excuse the pun, but, you know, I'm still making my transition. Hey! <laughs> hey. Well, you've got drum it in roll. in the course. Come on. <laughs> I know, I've very nearly put a drum roll underneath the video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, just learned, I just learned a new word. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, so, you know, I'm still kind of undergoing that transition to be like... Um, as you know, I'm very interested in like film music and live performance and more, you know, ambient. You mentioned Max Cooper before, like like that's my yeah. that's my jam. Like yeah. and it has been for a number of years. And you know, the likes of you know, yourself and John Hopkins and a and a load of other people are really inspiring me in that point because, you know, I, I still want to express myself on stage, but you know, 
I've I've got to use these tools that are that are in front of me. So in in a selfish way, I've got to say it. Like I think the first person to do the course will be me. Yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah. I kind of went through the videos and I'm like you know checking them all, editing them all, and I'm like Jesus. This is like this is the course I needed, like in order to to do this, you know. So it's so ama- it's so amazing, and obviously, like you know, it's a course for MYT, so of course we're going to be positive about it. Like let's not let's not get it twisted. Yeah. But just like the the way that it's been filmed uh, is fantastic, because the way that you did it with the multiple camera angles, you just get a yeah. whole perspective on everything in terms of like how you do what you do and it's so well covered it's so exhaustive and you know it contains answers to questions that i've always wanted to ask you you know in terms of how that happens so you know as you mentioned as well there's not really a lot of resources like that out there which is one of the reasons why we why we did this was that it was it was something that we saw a lot of people were asking about like oh god how do you get to like stefan bodzen or kink or that kind of thing and you know it was it was it was great to have an opportunity to be able to kind of answer that question fundamentally and be able to sort of show people especially with someone like yourself who is just so you know on on the upward swing as well of the career who's doing who makes incredible music first and foremost but has an incredible way of of you know presenting it as well so you know to be able to get a product out that will allow people to kind of figure out their own way of doing it i think it's going to be incredibly powerful dude so you know we we, uh we've got a lot to thank you for yeah well thank you mate i mean uh it's um it it was a lot of fun uh to, to to wave to to hell but also <laughs> <laughs> no 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 joking no 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 i mean especially you know i mean you know me and um i don't want to do stuff like 90 percent, especially with the setup and the cameras and i of course got some lightning uh over here to to make it a bit more yeah cozy and stuff and i i i, I had an idea in mind about the, the approach and um yeah, I I literally think that you could watch to the course and also make your own direction. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I, I I'm telling it like very you know wide. It's a wide spectrum I approach, but I'm going to a certain direction, but still keep it that wide and open for you know other ideas. And I think. That's one thing I also learned from uh, hanging out with some peers uh, at school and from teachers is that they are all uh, they're always or they're trying to give you a push and then you have to dive in it yourself mm-hmm. or you know and that's the most interesting part about learning and I want to open some eyes uh, who are watching the course and uh, and, and that they're like oh wait okay, well, if this is possible, then I will do this or just follow my path. But there are so many options and I want to explain, I wanted to explain all the options there, there is available. And I mean, how much hours are the course? Like, like, like five or six? Yeah, six, could make six it like, ridiculous. <laughs> make, make 12 or mm. like a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could yeah. literally, do, you could do like a, an yeah. entire three-year program on you know all the different things yeah you could make a degree course out of it you really could you know i know because that's what i used to do for a living before i did this you know it 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 is just so 
crazy now and with the depth and the the, the breadth of options and, and variations but you know you make a very good point about teachers as well yeah. and you know what i love about what you've done on the course it's just so in alignment with how we try and help people at nyt which is to try and give people like i call it like uh it's like a loose but supportive framework it's flexible basically so you can flow within the framework essentially so you can basically have like a a structure that supports you like a workflow that supports you but at the same time what it does is that it flows with you and it's not too rigid it's not too like you know you have to do this at this point and then that's it you know it's it's about again having like a, a kind of a a loose flexible but as i say supportive structure to sort of help you find who you actually are as an artist because again like a lot of people like they'll teach it in this very kind of like you know uh strict kind of way and everybody ends up sounding the same because you've not been taught to be yourself you've been taught to sound like the person teaching you so, yeah, yeah, a, and, yeah, and and I think that that there there are so many possibilities, of course, to make music and to perform with it. And um, I mean, uh, that's I had a great conversation. I think it was two years ago at the Mark Cantina. I had to play live there with the Holtesizer, and a guy came to me and he was um, before the show uh, went on, and and he told me like, dude. Are you selling the whole synthesizer? And I'm like, well, not at this point. <laughs> but and then he told me like, could you make some? Could could you make it for me? Or could I, um, if I buy it from you, for example, can I do the same thing as as you do? You know. And then I thought like, okay, well, this is interesting because no, you can't. <laughs> it's my project. <laughs> but seriously it's my it's not that it's not that it's complicated or or for example but it's just it's my way of performing and it's my way of um uh doing stuff and do you know what the equivalent of that would be somebody walking up to Jimi hendrix at woodstock and saying if i buy that fender guitar from you well will will i be able to play guitar like jimmy yeah it's like it's not how the game works my friend yeah and and that's so funny uh, because um, the thing is you have to dive in yourself. You have to um, um, exper- uh, experiment with a lot of stuff, and that's the only thing to you know to um, become a good life uh, performer. I think and. I'm st- I'm still not there. I mean, I have so much more to learn, and uh, especially on the Max for Life stuff, I'm 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 quite um, uh, uh, not that busy with it. But I'm I mean, it's so much interesting. Hmm. What's what's all capable uh, with 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 those uh, plugins, and um, you know, I mean, I think that. You just if you if you dive into it and if you have some 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 research or or the course for example to to guide you a bit in that big mess of <laughs> Ableton yeah. which is you know a quite complicated program uh, if you want to achieve some stuff you want to do live then um, yeah I think um, 
just dive into it and then just wiggle the knobs and 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 see what's coming out you know <laughs> yeah that's it no it's true yeah. man it's true and and it's 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 important to note that i mean again another great point you've just made there is like no course or no like selling you a thing is going to get you there on its own you know no. it's designed to get you to the start line yeah like after after you finish the course like that's when the work really begins right yeah because you've you've undergone this kind of learning journey and now it's like well how do i implement that how do i make that real so to yeah. speak and that's obviously down to the individual and how they kind of you know express that because like you know in the development of you know sort of my own ideas around live performance i'm going down completely different routes to you you know and that's 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 absolutely fine you know that's absolutely yeah. the way it should be so you know it's it, it's again like we end up back at that place where you've got six acts on during a party and they have six completely different setups but they all absolutely you know smash it no matter what and that that's that's very much the future we're heading towards is that very we've we're almost turning into rock music in a weird way yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it like you yeah. know we're going from playing other people's records to like you know actual performances like so it's it's very yeah. very cool it's it's just funny though they took thinking about that guy who wanted to buy the halter sizer from you it's like yeah it, it, it makes you think it doesn't it about like you yeah. know how why do we feel the need to have to kind of reduce everything to being like a, a commodity do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, are you building these things? Are you like, you know, going to sell these on the mass market? Or if I buy that from you, you know, it, yeah. it's it's just such a weird way of looking at things, and it kind of devalues well, it's, everything. It's, it's, it's of course also the, the 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 easiest way on first sight. You know, if you think like, oh, I want it to sound like uh, this guy, then I need to buy all the stuff he has you know and uh i mean of course i i just told you about all the equipment i'm going to buy soon uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i think i think especially with life and i mean the whole sizer it's just a media device so uh, i mean the 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 whole thing about the concept is that i put away my laptop so that it's not you know i i, I mean I, I i think personally the laptop it's not that a pretty interface on stage um and i made the holter sizer a bit more attractive with all the leds and stuff so i thought well maybe i i need to get a rid of this and we did it with the display and and um but the thing is that it's just a media device uh it sends his signals to the laptop and that's it. But I got a lot of other devices here as well. The machine, the Novation launch control, the launch pad. You know, those are all devices which can do the same um, as the Altasizer. Um But it looks cool. And that's one of the reasons, I <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what it comes so, down to, you know. The, the next time... If you're, if I'm seeing you, I will just sell my lounge bed with a let's trip around it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, and then I'll sound exactly like you. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you on stage at the Mark Canteen, Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's just such a weird thing. Like it really is. So I mean, from the perspective of 
like music production because I do want to get into it with you in terms of like what your process is. And of course, we can we can talk about the the new synths you're going to add to the setup, you know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, your bank won't hear this and won't <laughs> be calling you to stop the order. <laughs> um, Mr. Yeah, Holt, well, what are you doing? Well, well, well. No, I um, I I I I um. Two weeks ago, I was at uh, at I think yeah, two weeks ago, I was at Tom Tom Zeta's studio, mm-hmm. and uh, in uh, in Utrecht and. Um, yeah, we were building a track, and he got some amazing analog gear, and um, that guy, he just wanted to sell me his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I only, I own the uh, sub thirty-seven, and I got the TR eight, and mm-hmm. um, I, I got them now for a while in the studio, and it's not that I'm done with the devices, but I'm, I think like. And I had the conversation with Tom, and he was like, "Well, maybe some other analog gear will, you know, trigger you to 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 some new inspirations." And of course, uh, then you still have to work and and press the knobs and and the buttons. Uh, it's not that 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 it, that it's like a, that it's the, the the analog gear is it like a magic machine or something. But in the studio with Tom, it really opens up my eyes and. In my ears, it was like, "Wow, the sounds uh, are are impressive." And uh, so, on my list are the the, the Matrix Brute from uh, Arturia and mm-hmm. the and the Prophet, the Prophet Six. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, those those machines, man. I mean, they're insane. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they're becoming my family in the next week <laughs> or so. <laughs> Uh, so I'm really excited, uh, yeah, to implement them in my tracks. And nice. um, yeah, I, I literally can't wait, man. Mm. I literally can't, can't wait. Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of a, a play with the Matrix Brute myself, and it's 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 amazing because it's like it's really simple, but it's also really deep. You know how yeah. they've got the, the 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 grid for the modulations and stuff, and yeah, it's it's very very good, very very good indeed. I mean, for me, I think uh, to get the sound that I want from it, and I've had like you know <clears throat> Hollywood film score composers say the same thing. Said the filters maybe are just a little bit, if you know what I mean, they're a little bit like polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not quite like you know that that aggressiveness of like a Moog filter, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you might find that there's a little bit of like post processing that you have to do. But yep. um, they're they if you want it really aggressive, but they're, they're fantastic. They really are, and for the price, that they are yeah, I mean, incredible. Yeah, and especially the pads with the uh, with the normally you have to wire up, you know, with with the cables to you know go from the LFO mm-hmm. to the cutoff, for example. And they made it possible to. I mean, they're smart guys, yeah, from Materia. I mean, they're so smart, and they just made a. Like the pet thing, like I mean, they're like 64 buttons by 64 buttons, and then you just wire them via buttons, and that's so cool because then you got the presets to sell and the presets to implement in the mm. machine. Because otherwise, you have to sell those. Well, I have them over here. I got the uh, Arturia Micro Brute also. Mm-hmm. I got I got those. Oh, the overlays, yeah. <laughs> the overlays. <laughs> well. And, 
you can just you can buy them Brilliant. online and then then you you know at, at first i thought okay let's let's buy some presets and let's let's see what it does and then your order is on its way i was like okay checking my email <laughs> nothing and like huh? and two days later on the mail this guy's kid was <laughs> like wow this is this is <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! That's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. How 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 we used to do it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So it's actually one of the things I really liked about modular gear. Like in the time that I've had like working in studios with them, is like they're a complete moment in time. Yeah, and you will never ever ever get that moment back. So you'd best be recording when that yeah. moment happens because even if you and i've had this on a couple of occasions even if you completely take photographs or write things down or draw diagrams oh, and that different. you come back the next day and it sounds nothing like the what the thing yeah. you know and it's, yeah. and it's like it can be something stupid like you know the temperature in the room's like two degrees different you know or yeah. there's just something very strange about it like so i mean i i really that, do that, like that, that that's also one thing I like is that um, I, I tend to always, no, not always, but, you know, you're, I'm going too fast sometimes to the project itself instead mm. of jamming. And those hardware gear forces me to jam again and to, you know, make those long uh, 20 minutes jams and then just open the tier 8 and, you know, have a pattern or something to play on. And um, yeah, just just wiggle the, the, the all the knobs on on a controller and play with it. And um, I also bought the um, Behringer Model D and the Neutron mm -hmm. uh, for the, for the price. They're they're really affordable. And um, but they are they also didn't uh, don't have the, the the preset capability to save. You know. Mm. And then I, there was a point like oh. Do I need to buy this? Because I'm a big fan of presets. I'm a really big fan of presets and then change the bits. And I thought, no, let's 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 do it. And mm. you know, let's 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 face the, the, the whole make it make the in it your own, you know? Mm. And um, I think that will force me to, you know, jam more and, and record longer sessions and in the end have more fun. And that's 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 the biggest thing why I wanted to do it. Of course, that the sound is amazing. I mean, Tom Tom really uh, sold it to me. <laughs> but you know, it's um, it's to have fun and uh, to to play around and um, to do the job in the end. Mm. Yeah, no, totally. And it's so easy to kind of get stuck in a rut, isn't it? Of like. Especially if you're in a situation where there's a lot of presets and yeah. you're mostly using plugins like, like I am. Like I have to work quite hard to kind of stop myself from kind of just getting into like an autopilot of just doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, a bit of hardware, like again, like the Matrix boot is on the list for me this year as well. Um, to have as a piece of hardware, because I'm literally completely in the box due to like how often I was traveling up until the pandemic. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the synths that I've had in the past would just sort of sit there kind of gathering dust and it was a bit of a shame um, because I was making music mostly on the move back then or in other people's studios. So, 
you know, you know, for me, it's 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 about breaking out of that kind of autopilot having hardware like that yeah. because it's so completely unpredictable, and you know, you need a bit of time to be able to really sort of explore it, and in that point, it just opens out into becoming, you know. A completely different set of possibilities and i suppose for yeah. you as well being like a live performer it would be a bit weird to kind of like be a live performer and then the way you make your track is that you just sit there and do the whole thing with the keyboard and the mouse and absolutely no physical input whatsoever you know yeah yeah well and i also hear a lot of stories about guys who for example you you know that you're, you're you're you know a lot of on the road back then and um Having all those analog gear for maybe five or ten years, and then say to themselves, like, "Okay, fuck all this. I'm going back to the laptop." Uh, but um, I'm 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 not on that point yet. <laughs> I just want to buy the stuff first, try it out, see how it works for me. And uh, uh, but I think it's so cool to speak to other people and they say like i'm 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 just coming from the the whole analog world no man i'm 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 just selling everything or just keeping everything or what you're doing <laughs> and then you know going into the box again and just work on 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 the laptop itself and uh, but i mean you have to first have the analog gear before you say that because other you know the grass is always greener on the other side right and mm -hmm. i mean if you can if you can balance between them i think that's my that's my uh, my goal uh, there there are times i'm not even touching anything around here in the studio and then just go, going forward within the project with some with some plugins mm -hmm. um and then sometimes i just want to jam yeah yeah, I mean, it's, it's best to have that kind of hybrid approach. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I've got some very interesting controllers that allow me to do that within the plug-in domain. Um, and you raise a, another interesting point, which is, you know, for me, personally, in terms of sound, like, um, I, I don't think one or the other is necessarily better. Now, I think the difference now between plugins and the actual hardware synths are just so small now that I think that... The, the arguments kind of not really relevant anymore about which one's better because they're both incredibly good and yeah. it's about how you find your sound and whether that's a plug-in or whether it's a, a piece of hardware then it's good either way you know um yeah. for me i think it primarily comes down to the physical interaction and that headspace yeah. that you can get into, like you were saying, around jamming. Like, if that's yeah. something that's going to help you to find the right sound for you, then that's what you need to do. Uh, if yeah. it's building, like, I mean, my sort of workflow is slightly different in that I love to just sit there with, like, blank, say, for example, like, diva patches or blank silent or completely empty reactor racks and just iterate and build from there and that can actually you know in combination with a, a good physical controller like a push for example or you know the complete control like you can get it's not the same but it's a very similar feeling of right i'm actually building this sound from nothing yeah. so it's all about how you kind of set yourself up as well really yeah. so you know again like as i say the 
the, the whole conversation of analog and digital or plugins and hardware, I think, is just a bit redundant now. I think yeah, it's just down it's, to how you need to work. Yeah, man. And I mean, um, that's 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 the whole thing about uh, for me what you said about the jamming and the fun and uh, what I did over here in the studio. I um, I wanted to have my hands on the knobs and not always doing stuff with uh, the mouse. So I I modified my machine. I think it's the MK1. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the first the first one from Native Instruments. I uh, modified the Innovation Launch Control and I modified my uh, Launchpad. Um, so what I what I for example can do, I can just implement some uh, some 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 you know percussion drums via the machine and those um, stuff will run not into the native instruments uh, sample library but it's just controlling the the a drum rack inside of able ah, okay so you're using it just mostly in midi mode then yeah 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 everything but you know i i just have the the the, the track open into my template at the beginning and if I want to have some snare rolls or other stuff, uh, I can, you know, turn on the knob, and then I have the ADSR on top with the with the uh, rotaries, and I can scroll through the different presets, and I make them, you know, my own. And um, that way, I feel that it's a bit more, um, well, not analog but it's you know you're working with hardware and you're um instead of working with the mouse the the most um benefit about that uh is is benefit the right word like the, a negative thing about working with the mouse yeah is is that you're watching to your screen and the thing is by watching to your screen is that um you rely on your eyes instead of your ears. Mm. And by wiggling on a knob and touching or pressing a pad on a machine or uh, doing some other stuff with it or playing the piano, or, then you're busy with that instrument and you're not visually getting disordered by the screen, but just relying on what you hear through your speakers. Yeah. And that's for me a big, a big, a big uh, achievement back then when I hooked up all the devices and implemented it in my life, uh, in my in my template. And it's also a really nerd kind of thing what I did by building my own control surface scripts and achieving some stuff with Mox for Life. And um, but. A year ago, and I even didn't knew how to do it. And due to the fact that we are staying home, I was like, now it's time for Mox for Life. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see what we can do then. And uh, yeah, it's it's doing its job until now. And I'm super happy with, uh, with, uh, with the workflow now. Mm. Yeah. No, totally. And speaking of Mox for Live, you've, you've made a couple of pretty interesting plugins. Uh, one of which I've been using for quite some time, which cool. basically solved a massive, massive problem that I had with Ableton. 
uh, <laughs> which was the whole thing of, you know, manipulating the warp engine and then being able to automate those kind of like, you know, grain envelopes on yeah. on on the you know on the the sort of the sixteenth note kind of beat stutter kind of trick that a lot of people tend to yeah. do, uh, which is interesting because it just on the face of it that effect just sounds like a gate, but there's something yeah. there's something more to it because it's doing it on like the 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 sample level right. It's got a very I think it's got a very different sound to it actually. Yeah. So you know yeah. the, the the process of you like creating that plugin, I was so delighted when I first saw it because I was like, finally, yeah, finally, yeah, someone me, solved my problem. Me either. <laughs> but that's the whole thing, you know. You're talking about a problem, and it was my problem as well. Mm -hmm. So there you go again, from the problem to the solution via Max for Life, and I was so happy to make that device, especially because it's you know it's just an controlling device it's not an audio device it's not that i decided to make that curve in the transient it's just controlling an ableton function which wasn't controllable before mm -hmm. and i had a lot of good talks with the guys and they told me like well it's not possible to control it because it's audio based and we can we can then midi map it and if it's not midi mappable you can't control it that's the rule basically inside of ableton if mm -hmm. it's you know if you press the shift command m or command yeah, m, there's like a, yeah there's like a reason why it's not automatable yeah yeah and the, and one of the of the reason why was because uh it's 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 a too much very uh, how do you call it yeah, variation variation a function so that's one of the reasons why they can't and then i thought well okay but if you're on the point you decide to make use of it then the function will pop up but it's not controllable so it was for me quite e well back then not that easy but now it you know it's 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 quite easy to approach uh the the, the control function of it and the cool thing about Ableton, it's it's a whole, it's it's basically a big Excel, Google Sheet, uh, temp, um, yeah, workflow. What they did. So, if you have, for example, your tracks and you've you've, for example, three tracks, and on the third one you want to trigger something with Max for Life, what it does is that the first track of Ableton in Max for Life is zero. And also downwards. So, for example, uh, zero comma zero is the first clip you got. Right. Okay. Got it. And the third track is two comma zero because it's zero one two. So your mm -hmm. third track and then the first clip. And that opens <laughs> the world for me. And I was like, okay. So if you can control that. You can do anything with it. And it works also with devices. Mm -hmm. So on your first track, your fourth or third device, well, okay, it's simple. Then it's your zero track and then your, uh, what is it, third device and your second because mm. they're counting from zero. So it's, it's, it's everything is possible with Max for Life. Mm. And um, they build it so, so, so cool that it's, it's, it's visually so it's C plus uh, plus coding, mm -hmm. and I mean you don't have to ask me anything about that because I literally don't know <laughs> anything of it. Just you wiring there, stuff up on a window yeah, somewhere, you know. But you can just uh, type 
LFO and there is a whole script behind it and yeah. it generates two outputs run from from left and one from from the right side of the inlet and it just LFOs so it's effectively like building your so, own like reactor ensemble or your own modular rig yeah. that kind of thing yeah and they they made an interface like a visually interface uh, with some coding behind it, which we don't even uh, have to know because you just type in the function you want, mm-hmm. and then it controls the, the 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 you know it controls the whole script behind it. Mm. So it's 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 literally visualizing. Um, there's a name for it. It's called um, yeah, visualizing programming or. Mm. Programming, visualizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you get what you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, are you completely self-taught then, where Max for Life is concerned? Yeah, yeah. I've I followed some 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 YouTube courses. Uh, there's one really cool one from twelve uh, videos or something, and mm-hmm. I I thought to myself, okay, it's 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 early morning. Uh, I'll sit down and then just follow the course. It was like three or four hours or something. Mm-hmm. Followed it and um, yeah, just play with it. And at first, you know, you that's the cool part about the whole uh, Max for Life thing is you can open up other devices as well. So if you have a Max for Life plugin and you're really interested in that, but it, you know, it misses some uh, ways you wanted to approach it for ex- I will say, for for example, it's 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 achieving some controllings on the first device, but you wanted to do it on the second device, but that's not possible. You can just open up the Max for Life plugin and search for your options, and it's already there, you know. And uh, at first, I did that, like I wanted to, you know, have the transient Max for Life plugin, and I opened a sort of similar plugin, but it was not like doing the job i wanted to uh, to do it and i opened it up and i was like whoa dude all those wires and <laughs> i was like okay fuck this <laughs> going to make music again but um that's also a thing if we come back to the whole live show and dive into uh you have to do it yourself and it's it's basically what i did with mox for life i just dove into it and then do it and sit for it and just uh, make uh, <laughs> some stupid mistakes. And I think about one mistake I did. I made I made an infinite loop, and my computer was like, "You sure want to save this plugin?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." But I didn't know I made the infinite loop. And then I saved the plugin and I dragged it on the on the track. And my computer, it was like. Ugh. <laughs> freezing out the hell out of it <laughs> because you're basically what I told him is like okay send uh, a number like what is one plus one and then he told me like it's two and then I told no it's not two okay and then what is one plus one it's two no it's not two well <laughs> that kind of loop and my computer was like I can't handle this shit and I did that for like 20 times I lost some stuff as well and you know so um but you have to you know don't be afraid to dive into it and 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 see what what's uh, what's all possible and especially uh yeah search your problems and then Mm -hmm. fix it and i think everyone who's like producing 
um, in Ableton um, or also in other programs, you also came across something that, li that that's like very, you know, disturbing or like, why the heck is this not working or why can't I control like one knob for 10 devices, for example. So what I tend to do is I write down all those uh, bits and then if I have some time left, I think, oh, maybe I can fix this with Mux for Life and then after two hours, mostly I fixed it with mm. Mux for Life. Mm. And I now got some great talks with um, Ayera. Uh, mm. He's a great producer on yeah. Intervisions. Incredible. And um, he had a, he had a whole, held a masterclass uh, two, three weeks ago. And he was like, if there's someone in the audience who's building devices, hook up. And I was like, well, maybe this is a cool way to, uh, to expand my nerdness. <laughs> And uh, yeah, let's see what we can do. So uh, we're going to sit down shortly to uh, to make something cool. And he he had some amazing ideas, uh, but you know he he didn't have the time yet to 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 figure it out. He he knew it was it, it is possible with Mox for Life, but uh, yeah, we we're just going to hook up and see where it uh, where it will go and. If we can then share the devices and 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 put it online and make other people happy, I think that's also a cool thing. Now these days, these period to uh, to do. No, totally, totally, yeah. and that that is the great power of it. I mean, I'm I'm a very long term reactor user, and I haven't never built. I've never built anything in reactor, but I've definitely felt the benefit of you know other people creating something that solves a problem for them which is also a problem that i have and that that's been a fantastic and really powerful thing over the years i think reactor like max for live i think there's a huge amount of like unnecessary fear around it you know i think it is something that people can can learn to an extent but it's whether or not you actually need to learn it or not i think a lot of people kind of think well you know i should learn reactor or i should learn max for live and it's like well why like you know if it's if you're not looking to solve a specific problem for yourself that might be somebody else's problem then yeah maybe maybe you don't you don't need to you know you don't need to put yourself under that kind of pressure because i think it is for a certain kind of niche or a certain subset of people who think this way who want to extend yeah. capability and extend functionality and stuff and i think it's fantastic that you know you've got this kind of very open, very sort of, I suppose, democratic way of looking at it where it's like, okay, well, we're going to build these things, but we're going to make them available for free or, you know, for very yeah. low cost and, you know, be able to really push things forward. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really awesome with all the capabilities you could do. And um, last time I came across uh, <laughs> a video from Ableton with... Arduino mm -hmm. and back back when I was building the the Holtesizer, the technical friend of mine we was talking about, he built the uh, LCD device with an Arduino. And I thought, well, maybe it's cool if Mox for Life could talk to the Arduino and then wire up so the uh, servo motors, you can buy them like super cheap. And what you can do is you can just place like a super mini uh 
drumstick, like a really light one. So I bought like five servos and I control can control them with Mox for Life. And what I can do, I can just hook them up to a Hyatt or to my table, for example. And then I will just uh, draw in the MIDI notes and it will drum for me. <laughs> the servo motors, like motors will <laughs> basically drum for me. And I mean, I'm not the best drum player. I mean, I can I can play drums in real, but I'm, you know, um, it's hard for me to do two things at the same time. <laughs> Your girlfriend told me, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, well, I did that bit out if you want, if it's too much, like. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 fun to experiment with that as well. And you have a cool company, I think, in, uh, in England. It's called Slate and Ash. Yes. They, uh, yeah, they yeah. do uh, cycles and aura and stuff Dude, like that. Yeah. Check their Instagram. It's so inspiring, and they also work with Mox for Life and the Arduino, and they, I don't know what is called the the device with the bells uh, with the. It's like those steel. Oh man, yeah, you have this device when you was a child. Like it's a, it's a, those steel kind of um, bars oh, yeah. next to each other. I don't know the name of of the device. Also, not yeah, in Dutch. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. There you go. And what they're doing is uh, they just implemented a lot of servos. To that device, right? Yeah, and then they made a melody out of it. Oh yeah, like a xylophone and, or something like that. Uh, yeah. Oh man. So it's, it's actually insane. striking the instrument. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's uh, it's if you if you see all those options, it's um, <laughs> really an eye opener. Also, again, what you can do with software and hardware and Max for Life. And, mm. Yeah. It's cool. Very, very cool. Now, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Slate and Ash. Uh, yeah. Cycles completely changed my production workflow last year. It's one of the best things I've ever bought. Absolutely love yeah. the thing. The texture you can get out of that thing is just insane. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I mean, I've just recently kind of gone back to it, and it just blows me away every time I use it. And especially if you've got, like, um, an MPE uh, compatible controller. Uh, mm. The MIDI Polyphonic yeah. Expression, which of course is coming with the Live 11, which yep. will probably be out now, out by the time this podcast goes out. Uh, it's out next Tuesday, the 23rd of February. Yeah. Um, and I've been playing with the beta for a long time, and the MPE implementation is the best of any DAW, as far as I'm concerned. It's made it really yeah. accessible, and you actually don't need to have like an MPE compatible device to use it you can still use the automation lanes with a keyboard and mouse if you want to but yeah. you know the slate and ash thing i've got um i've got a, a roly seaboard block um and i've been a fan of roly for a long time uh back when i was living in la they came to the studio that i was working in and they did a whole demonstration and just where they're going with the technology and what they're doing with that kind of like five dimensions of touch and all the data that's being derived from it is incredible. And, you know, and the fact that you can link them up to like modular gear and stuff like that is just phenomenal. Um, but to use the the 
the seaboard with something like cycles and with auras in particular, Slate and Ash's other instrument, it's just it's just next level because you just feel like you can control the entire sound from your yeah. fingers. Yeah, it's they, they they did a really good job and the the sounds in it are so deep, bright, uh, and inspiring. It's, I mean, but if you if you if you walk through their Instagram feed, I was so you know hooked up to the sounds they made, and in the cycle uh, function you also have the basic function, mm-hmm. and it just plays the sound right. Yeah, it just plays the looper. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And even those sounds are well made. They are so incredible. And mm. and that that was the reason why I was like searching them up on, on Instagram. It's like, how did they even do this? And but there's you see that there's they spend a lot of time, effort, money, uh, uh, innovation, and experimentation on making their sounds. Mm. And I thought like, and then I saw the servos and I was like, dude, I want to try this out. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the interesting thing. It's like, I've had an incredible time using cycles and putting my own samples through it on like, you know, creating something like with, um, I've been doing this a lot recently. I've been using, I've probably given Spitfire audio more of my money than any other company in last year on like string libraries. Like I'm addicted yeah. to like the Oliver Arnold stuff because uh, it's great for film mu- music as well as for like music, uh, dance music and stuff as well. But you know, yeah. just taking like you, know, you play a few chords in from like the Oliver Arnold thing and then you dump it into cycles and then within 10 yeah. like within five ten seconds man you're in like a completely different oh. like funny enough when we were talking about jamming before cycles feels like that to me when i'm working yeah. with it it's, it's just yeah. absolutely just mind-blowing and i just want to point out this podcast is not sponsored by slate and ash although <laughs> i may well send this to them afterwards and then see what they can do <laughs> Yeah, send my invoice as well. With yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, we'll have uh, two NFRs. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, man, I mean, I've, I bought the plugin last year and I had a good conversation with a friend of mine. And um, I was like, oh, should I should have buy it. He was like, dude, I, I, I'm not going to convince you to buy it because, you, you know, you will buy it. In the end, I, I mean, we always I know do. We belong. always put ourselves <laughs> so, through that hell, right? And then we end up. Oh. Do you know what I mean? It's and, like, then, and 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 it was it was it was like it was like, did you buy it? And I was like, yeah, man, I did it. And he was like, okay, I, I will I will come to the studio with with another friend. So we were like with the three of us. I dimmed the lights, and I just pressed one button on the <laughs> keyboards, and we were like sitting here for. I think 20, 25 minutes, almost with our eyes closed, like, oh, dude, what the heck? This is, right. it's insane. Yeah. It's, oh, mate, they're so well made. And, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm seeing some other stuff from the guys as well now on their feet on Instagram. Mm. And I love the interface. It's so cool and it's so simple. Yeah, no, it's it's simple. It's simply made, but it's also very attractive to uh, not have like an, a pop meter or an and 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 literally encoder going from left to right. Mm. But it's just a small dot which is going become bigger or smaller. Yeah. and 
with with the you know with the squares it's it's one of my great regrets last year that the last masterclass i did before everything shut down i did a an event here called the electronic sound summit in liverpool Mm. and i it's it's really really frustrating this because this this is a an example of like things out of your control going wrong so i did this masterclass and invited a friend of mine she's an incredible vocalist and she sung a load of like you know a load of lines at the beginning of the masterclass then we recorded it into ableton live in front of the crowd mm-hmm. and then i basically took loops from her voice and dumped them into cycles live but then to add another layer on top of it i um i've told you i think i've told you about these guys before like they're a company in iceland called genki instruments and they make this thing it's called uh, a wave ring and it's like a ring that you wear yeah you showed it to me yeah. yeah 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 so i had the wave ring on on stage but I was mapping like the the various gestures, like you know the lifting yeah. of the palm and downwards and twisting the hand and stuff. I had that set to different parameters in cycles, and cool. it, oh, it was one of those moments. Like, and again, like the video's been kind of lost to the ether because the sound engineer at the venue kind of fucked up the audio recording. So we didn't oh. have good audio. So the video looked great. We had it all in 4K. And the audio was so bad that we couldn't put it out. Oh, it was man. so annoying. Like, I hate it when that shit happens. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, Peter, like it was, one of those, it was one of those funny moments. Like, I wish you could see the video because, like, there was quite a few people there. And the <sighs> people just sort of sat there going, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. Like... <laughs> this is not what i expected like and it was almost like i didn't know how to react because there was like this stunned silence and like people come up to me at the end going i think most people are just a bit in shock of like what they've just seen because it's just so way out from where most people are thinking yeah you know and that's going to be the interesting future right is taking those types of instruments and like what you're doing with max for live and mapping them to various controllers or having something really intuitive like these these because and the great thing about the genki wavering it's 200 dollars yeah like they're not expensive they're not like these big incredibly expensive like prototype things like this this type of thing, this wearable tech and stuff like that, is going to be yeah. part of the future. Because yeah, I've had so much fun. I've had so much fun with it. Just even wearing it in the studio and just having it like, you know, just doing that to be able to play Ableton and that to stop it. And there's like three yeah. different buttons on there. And, you know, you yeah. can do like, like you can actually turn a, a regular MIDI instrument into like almost like an MPE because yeah. you've, you can actually add in like the vibrato because it's picking it up through the ring. So there's just, again, like like we keep saying, we keep discovering things, but then it opens out like another hundred times more kind of yeah. possibilities. Like, Yeah, and you see it also more often now on Kickstarter, right? I mean, you've got like the drumsticks, hand gloves, rings. And um, I've went to the Whistlelord Studios in Hill for some, with, with, uh, on, on invitation of Ableton. Um, uh, you know the Emogen uh, Heap? 
Uh, yes, yeah, the the Mimu yeah. gloves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the gloves, and um, one of the gloves. Uh, she, she was another girl. I forgot her name, but she brought the glove uh, from uh, the from Imogen Heap mm-hmm. herself, and um, because she developed uh, Imogen Heap, she developed the device itself. That's right, yeah. The company mm-hmm. or. And the, th- the whole story behind that, it's it's insane. You can watch it on YouTube as well. It's really cool. But she also implemented again visuals with it. And she was like dancing. And then on the, on the, on a small beam or normally that's a big screen. Uh, they showed her movements and with the, with the sound. And then, oh, uh, dude, it was so cool to, to see. And um, after that, it was already a couple of years ago this but after that i wanted to do a same kind of thing so i got a lot of friends but another friend of mine <laughs> he built applications uh for iphones and there's of course also an uh accelerometer uh, yeah yeah in the iphone and in other devices and i thought well maybe we can do something cool on that so we mm-hmm. spend the night over here in the studio and I made the design, and he was like uh, coding all the stuff, and he was like, "Try this out." And I tried it out on Tractor uh, with a filter, and I still behind in the studio, like wiggling my iPhone. Like, <laughs> nice, this, this is working. Well, dude, I was doing that kind of stuff yeah. in. There's a few things I'll follow up with you on that about the image and heap thing as well. But the, I was doing that in like 2006 with, um, you know, the Nintendo Wii remote. Oh, yeah, you, you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me, you yeah. can, you could, you could, because they actually kick out OSC. Like, that's what their control language is. Mm. Like, that's what the information is from the accelerometer. So I was using an app called Osculator. Yeah. And that is a converter from OSC to MIDI. Yeah. So you could then have it as being very, you know, various different. Um, MIDI CC messages, that kind of thing, you can map it. And then it was just so cool because you could basically just get the Wii remote and all the buttons and the trigger and the accelerometer and even, like, you could do the roll and the yaw yeah. and all that stuff. You, you could actually map all of that as MIDI CC messages. So, like, it yeah, was just cool. so crazy. <laughs> but, you know, to think that I was, like, where, we, where we're at now and I was doing that in, like, 2006 in, like, audio engineering yeah. college is is insane like it really is um yeah. and you know i think there's you know you've, you there's a little bit of setup involved like with the genki what i find is that you kind of have to smooth things out a little bit and get it used to how you position your hand so to speak um but you were talking about the iphone there as well and the accelerometer on there i had a really interesting conversation last year with uh, bjork's technical manager because she really loves D B soundscape like the systems that I have, you know, I've helped yeah. work, I've worked with for a couple of years, and uh, he came to. We had a um, like a, it wasn't even an event; it was just more like a, a day. Because this is what like we're about to tell this story, basically about D and B, which is exciting because I've recently had a meeting with uh, Robert Henke, the inventor of Ableton, because he's into soundscape cool. as well. So we're actually going to have like in the next few weeks. A, uh, a roundtable discussion on a live stream between me... Really cool. Uh, you know Camille Darman? Yeah. Camille's been involved in it as well. Uh, Michael, really cool. the category nice. manager from D&B, and then Robert. 
and you know Bjork loved soundscape for a while but they saw what he saw what I was doing with like the the Genki wavering because of course I mapped it to DMB soundscape because <laughs> I can then just like you know move my hand in the air and move like a an instrument around the room like it's ridiculous yeah. like and uh, he actually said to me oh that's really interesting that you've got that wavering because obviously she's from Iceland and she knows the guys at Genki and stuff but they she said sorry uh, Bjork's technical manager said they developed something where um, they've got a control script for an Apple watch to do the same thing because that also has accelerometers in it because of altitude yeah. and movement and stuff as well so it's entirely possible to do that kind of thing now on an Apple watch as well which is super Insane. cool yeah so yeah i want to play cool. around with that at some stage as well that'd be incredible so you know we're at this really weird really interesting point where all of these things are coming together like controllers physical stuff you know wearable tech uh visuals immersive audio virtual reality you think when all these things start to collide it's just going to yeah. be absolutely insane what people are going to be able yeah. to create and I and I think for the for the output and for the uh, you know commercial or consumer market, I think of course these times are a bit weird, but it also opens up a lot on that front to promoters and to DJs and live producers, live musicians. You know, um, I think these period have given that front a boost. Mm. For maybe three or four years in front. I mean, if 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 the whole situation was not here, we could talk about mm, maybe over ten years. But I think it will be here over maybe two or three, because all those people now had to force uh, to work together, you know. And um, yeah, I think that um, that it's again super interesting to see. Where we're going to with all those innovations and uh, tech nerd stuff, <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and it, make it more accessible for the rest. Exactly, and then also as well, it's going to open out new revenue streams for the artist as well. Yeah, as long as it's really well structured, because like you know, we we um we've got a podcast coming up with uh, a guy uh, called Bjorn who runs a platform called Rocky, and you know, here at NYT, what we're trying to do is. We're trying to get into that point of what we were saying about, you know, immersive audio, next generation stuff, VR, or everything we've just talked about, but add the dimension of, okay, we can build proper revenue streams for ourselves as artists as well and have complete control over it. And that's going to add up to things like, say, for example, this platform Rocky that he's built beyond where it's basically like a crypto backed music streaming service so cool. that's going to open out as well as like you know the live streams and everything else Bandcamp obviously has been huge in the last year and there's more and more yeah. artists going to it and taking more direct control over their their music and over their masters and stuff like that which i think is incredibly positive and i think people are now searching for more sustainable ways of earning a living from their music that doesn't necessarily mean having to go out on tour when a lot of the time yeah. they might not want to you know yeah. so like the the just to think of like where we're going to be in two years from now is just going to be absolutely crazy 
Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it, ha- it, ha- it has to, you know, it have to. It, I mean, there's so much happening right now, and um, yeah, it's 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 really cool to see the process of where it's going to. Mm. Yeah, it's really insane, and we also have these. Uh, we together have the, uh, always these great conversations. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad we recorded one this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, finally! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're the worst. Like you're, 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 you're one of those people. When you, when you drop me a line and you say, "Hey, have you got five minutes on on a Zoom call or on Skype?" It's like I just, <laughs> I, I cancel everything for the rest of the afternoon because I know where it's going, and it's like the only thing missing is beer. You know, <laughs> that's that's the one thing, right? That's the one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although you know, it's a little early for me because it's like twenty past eleven in the morning here. You know. <laughs> It's been an early start uh, well, for me. Yeah, not nothing, nothing too early for you, mate. Well, no, exactly. Well, as they say, it's beer. <laughs> it's beer o'clock somewhere. Oh, mate, I had so much fun last time. I was watching one of your streams on MYT, and you were like sipping the wine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's like, mate, I don't give a shit. It's like we're all grown ups. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's lovely, totally fine. Lovely. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it got to a point where it became like a little bit of an internal meme within the membership because it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like because I think I filled my glass up so 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 much so full one night it was like it had like surface tension uh, to like <laughs> yeah when you have to like kind of do this and you have to kind of like you know sip keep, it yeah sip yeah. it sip it without yeah. not lifting it you know it was it was that yeah. kind of thing and you know I, I was i was i was watching a stream uh i think two months ago with joris forn speedy j reinier sonnefeld mm-hmm. and someone else but reinier he was sitting in his living room um and they were like streaming and speedy was like having the conversation <laughs> it was so funny and he had this laptop in front of him but uh, behind his laptop was his living room, but no one knows that because he's, you know, the, the laptop was just facing to, towards him, and there was like still a living room behind him. Mm-hmm. But he, he put away his wine next to his laptop. Oh no! And everything. Well, no, no, it was not like falling. It was oh, not okay, like falling. okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. This is way funnier. But every time he took a, a sip again. The wine glass became fuller. <laughs> <laughs> and after like they had like a two hour conversation. Love and I it. mean after like after like seventy or eighty minutes, Joris uh uh, uh Joris Foreign he w- he was also in the co- it was like m- making this comment like dude your wine glass is becoming fuller every time you na- take a sip. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, it, it was it was so it was so funny so so it's so the yeah. j and speedy j does that stand for jesus i don't know because like you know, know the wine keeps filling no. up keeps sending the water into wine you know speedy jesus is now what i'm going to yeah, call him from yeah, now on yeah. no, but it was it was it was glass, and i think it's just his roommate or someone else was like oh, they right, had okay. the joke about like filling it up brilliant. every time brilliant love it Super absolutely love it so funny yeah. I, lo- I love stuff like that and that's the thing yeah. it's like you know that that's kind of what we try and do we try and do it in a really like relaxed way you know it's let's not take it too seriously like we're supposed to be having fun yeah. we're supposed to be learning you know i think you can do both at the same time 
and yeah, you know yeah, en- enjoy really. each other's company as well like you know we're we're about to kind of like shift shift our offering a little bit because we're gonna spend even more time together because yep. like it's always you've probably seen this if you do if you watch like any of the track feedback calls we do it's just a good yeah. time you know it's just sitting for an evening drinking some wine listening yeah. to everyone's tracks giving it, feedback it, yeah. and you know it's it's just it's it's amazing and then you see those tracks go out like we've had like two members this week have uh staff pick features on beatport yeah i saw i saw i saw your post amazing yeah, yeah. which is great and, cool. and they fully deserve it because they're, they're really great guys and you know they're they're a, they're a high level bunch who really know what they want and it's it's incredibly exciting watching them all develop yeah right and it's the community and all those chats online and uh you know f- giving each other feedback and helping each other it's the best way and you you know you 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 can't do this on your own and mm-hmm. um i've i've what i said like 30 minutes ago, ago about the, the the conversation i had with tom uh but about the analog gear but it's for me a studio session is not only making music and having fun but also to have some great conversations, uh, you know, to to keep the mind healthy, but also, you know, especially during these times, we also we, we normally we had those conversations backstage, or we had those conversations somewhere in mm. in the hallways of a club or on a festival outside. Um, and I think the value of having the opportunity to talk with each other. Is massively grown in the past year, and uh, I uh, I'm a member of the of the of the AAA, and I I see sometimes some cool stuff passing by, and I'm like I'm I'm just happy to see that the that 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 there's um, that there are healthy talks, and that there are people who help each other, and uh, I think that's uh, you know that's that's the best. And that mm. keeps you motivated, and that's so cool because uh, you need each other. You mm. really need each other mm. in this in this in this world. Yeah, totally. I mean, in general, never mind the last year, you know. And it's great because it shows that you know the community, what the people who are similar kind of get attracted, right? And like, I've got two rules where NYT is concerned. Like, and I mean this entirely. It's like, you know, one. Just, you know, be light and polite. And number two yeah. is basically don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, it, it could not be simpler. Like, and I'll be honest with you, like, I, I feel about it so passionately. Like, if I felt like, you know, somebody had signed up and, like, it, and, and they didn't fit in, like, I'd, I'd probably just say, hey, you know, sorry, this, yeah. this, like, this probably isn't for you or, you know, politely you're being a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I think it's it's really important dick. to have that, you know? <laughs> you are? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, just stop being a dick. Simple. You know. Simple. 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 You know, it's like my, <laughs> my three rules of uh of 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 making it in the music music world is like, you know, make a good coffee or tea, don't be a dick, and don't be shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it. Is. And there it are is. deeper, deeper yeah. things to it, but it really like those three things are that simple. Like, you know, don't do things that you know make you shit. <laughs> yeah, like, well, and in the end, in the end, it will. If your heart is on the right place in this 
in 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 your in your field and then then you know it will be it it, it will it will be uh you yeah you will be there or i mean you'll become what you want and i mean especially um in in, in the last three years i'm i i literally don't see a lot of um bad people around me or mm. You know, it's it's at a certain point you you not can smell them. <laughs> I'm not you going there. I mean, right? I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know you get a te- you get a sense for yeah. you get a sense for it. And um, if I if I'm I'm on, I'm on more Facebook groups or Instagram stuff, and I just made some decisions. Uh, a while ago by deleting some of them because they you know didn't make me happy or Mm -hmm. they didn't uh, add value to my positive process of my mind and um, I think if you're a a bit of um, critic to yourself like okay I'm, I'm I'm putting my 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 time into this group or this group and with this kind of people you don't need a lot, uh, but if you're, if you can surround yourself with some nice people, then uh, or some nice groups, then I think, uh, yeah, it's it's so much easier to become not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And also fulfill yeah. your potential. You know, it's like yeah, like the whole thing with us is that you know we're trying to help people become the best artist they can be, and you can't do that without being the best version of yourself. Yeah, I've said yeah. it for a long time that artist development and personal development are the same thing. Yeah, and I mean it's it's hard, right? I mean it's not hard to not be a dick, but the thing is about that is that it's hard to open up your yourself. And the thing is with music, it's so you, uh, you know. It's 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 it can the 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 thing why people maybe become a dick is that um, the fact that they have to open up and um, to show, you know, you have to show who you really are. And that, that, that sometimes, that's sometimes a hard job, man, mm. you know, to really open up and to really say, okay, this is me. And you cannot always put out the best thing, but uh, stand behind the product and stand behind yourself. And it's, you know, yeah. We can have these talks about four. Or five oh yeah, hours. exactly. I mean, we can we can really go, we really keep going. I mean, for me, just to close on that subject, I think when I when I've been a dick in the past, I mean, it's hard to believe that I I've been a dick, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I've, I've had more than my fair share of moments, and probably plenty to come as well. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but when I, when I'm being a dick, like it's normally because I'm scared. Yeah, but that's it, you know, and. Um, for me, the same. I mean, um, oh, that explains um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pressing the red button on Skype. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, that podcast was uh, brought to you in association with. Uh, oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, dude, we've been yeah. going two hours, man. So, I think we maybe need to maybe bring this to an end. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Two hours. Two right. hours, dude. Again, another one of our long and amazing conversations. Yeah. 
We, nah. we just need to record everything now, what's coming, if we have a conversation. And then... Yeah, just in case, right? We will see. Indeed. I mean... Like a modular yeah. synth with no presets. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great metaphor for our conversations. It's a moment Wait. in time. You have to hit record. Let me take a picture. Otherwise, I won't save the preset now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to send you the preset in the mail. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, by the time this goes out, uh, Halt from the studio to the stage will be out on NYT on the course platform. So you'll be able to find that uh, on the website, uh, www.transition.studio. Was there enough W's in that uh, web address there? And uh, yeah, I mean, just give us a, a final overview of uh, what's included in the course mate, before we finish off. Yeah, so I um, what I did in the course, I uh, made a track and uh, I translate this one to a to a live track, and I filmed every angle from the studio to make sure you guys uh, won't miss out anything. And um, yeah, that's 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 the basic thing of the course, and I go uh, in depth with the with all the steps I do when making a track and. Um, yeah, by transforming it to uh, to the live track. So I think it's very interesting to see also for myself <laughs> to grab to grab back on the on the on the on the process and um, very curious to uh, to all their uh, to all their who are going to watch the the course to all your thoughts and um, also implemented some cool Max for Life devices I built. So yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Yes, mate. It's it's packed full of value, and and like you say, the the way that you've filmed it from like the various camera angles is incredible. I think it's just an incredibly high level thing that you've done, and I think it just speaks to you as an artist and as a human being as well. Like when you go out and do something, you do it properly. So it's an honor to have you be part of the family, and an honor to have you as part of NYT, mate. Thanks, mate. Same, 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 same. Right, so there you go. There was our conversation with Holt and and a fascinating mind for me in the dance music space. And again, still so young, it makes me sick because I'm feeling a bit old at the moment with all of these amazing younger guests that we're having on the podcast. And again, Holt is just a really mind-blowing and very, very special talent indeed. And again, you can learn from Holt on his brand new course, which is exclusive to MYT. It is called From the studio to the stage and it is a complete walkthrough of Holt's entire workflow process from the creation of a melodic techno track right the way through to playing it live and performing it in Ableton using his custom built controller the Holtercizer. So you don't have to build your own controller to be able to follow the course it's an amazing resource it's something I've actually followed myself and to be honest I learned quite a bit from it and it is an incredible course over six hours of content and it's well worth taking a look and if you want more information on that you will find the link in the show notes or you can head over to our website www.transition.studio where you can find all the information about the course what's covered the price everything is all over there so thank you very much for listening again it's been an incredible episode next week we've got an incredible talent another amazing talent in the melodic techno and progressive house space none other than brazil's finest danny Oliveira, also known as dnyo and we do another
another massive deep dive into sound design, workflow, creative process, how we work, all of that good stuff. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, which has been a bit more of a deep dive into sound design and the geeky end of music production, if you will, then you're going to love next week. And then for our 10th episode, I am taking over the reins for a solo episode, which is a bit more on the mindset element. And we've got incredible episodes coming up with some fantastic guests that we're recording at the moment. We're diving more into creative process, into sound design, into really deep creative mindsets and also into innovative technologies including the blockchain so it's going to be a really interesting ride so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast please do wherever you get your podcasts from give us a follow on spotify give us a subscribe leave us a review on apple podcasts if you will and if you like the video you can actually get the video versions of these podcasts over on our youtube channel just go to youtube.com forward slash make your transition give us a subscribe there we've just hit the six thousand subscribers level and I'm really, really happy about that. Our next goal is 10,000. And thank you very much for your time and your attention and also for your amazing feedback. It's been a wonderful start to life as a podcaster with NYT. And I'm really excited for you to hear the future episodes. In the meantime, that's going to do it for today. Take it easy, stay safe, stay sound, and I'll see you soon. Goodbye.